0: Hello love and welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. If this is the first time you're joining us, so happy to have you. I have a couple of things to share and celebrate with you guys that I'm so excited about. One of them is that I'm going to be adding some new uh, content pillars to what we're doing here on the show as of up to now, basically, only talked about marriage and communication, but I understand that we are so much more than our marriages. So, this is based on a lot of feedback that I had gotten through the Facebook group and on Instagram and IG stories from you guys, things that seem to have resonated with you. So, I will be adding in some content about family in general, not necessarily parenting and motherhood alone, but also family dynamic. I come from a really big family and sometimes with extended family, there's a family dynamic that can impact and change our immediate family and our our nucleus of what we have at home between our husband and our children, or just even yourself and your husband. So I'll be adding that in. And then lastly, I want to, or I will be adding in uh, mindset and so what it means to claim your worth. So I've found over the course of several conversations with several amazing spirit-filled women and leaders that I highly respect, I've noticed a pattern that a lot of us have had at least at one point in our lives, a time where we didn't know our self-worth or that we found our self-worth in the wrong places uh, and many times found our self-worth in men, in boys, even in our marriage. And so I want to help you reclaim what your self-worth is, who you are, and how you can understand that you are not your marriage. Your marriage is a big part maybe of who you are but that does not define you. And the success, air quotes, success of your marriage does not define your self-worth. So that is uh, something I just feel is really important to add for you guys. Lastly, so excited to share that we have surpassed a thousand downloads. I didn't even realize I just blinked an eye and boom, thousand downloads done, passed. It was a a milestone that I was wanting to celebrate and we've done that already. So thank you guys for sharing and um, inviting your friends along to come listen with you. So in celebration of that, I am doing a giveaway. Five days, I'm doing a giveaway. I'm going to be giving away a Bible study, a soap. It's called uh, Soap Bible Study from Horatio Printing. I'll go ahead and post pictures on Instagram and in the Facebook group so you can see what it looks like. But it is beautiful. It is such a beautiful book. And I have two to give away. And all you'll have to do to win is leave a review, a written review in iTunes, Go ahead and screenshot that review and then share it to your Instagram stories and tag me. If you have already left a review in the past, no big deal. Go to that review, screenshot that and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me and you can be entered to win one of these really, really beautiful, beautiful Bible studies. If you are not familiar with the SOAP Bible study, SOAP stands for Scripture, Observation, application and prayer. And it gives you the scripture and it allows you to write each of those things, what your observation is, your application um, and the prayer. It's really, really beautiful. So go ahead, check it out. Check out the pictures on Instagram and or Facebook. If you're not following me there, pause right now. I have the link in the show notes and come right back okay awesome for those of you who are back with us we are going to jump into today's episode which is actually just a recording of a live that i did uh, an instagram live that i did on your self-worth and finding victory in your (laughs) self-worth I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews, so that you can become the Gracefield wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. For a long time, I confused the issues of self-worth and performance-based love so uh i struggled with uh performance based love and in fact feeling victory over my self-worth wasn't even real to me until now and when i mean now i'm talking like this weekend (laughs) like yesterday (laughs) like this morning now feeling victory over my self-worth so The idea that performance equaled love, that was never a question for me. I I just always assumed that that was the case. I'm the oldest of nine, it's a long story. My parents are divorced and remarried. But even as a little kid, when there was only three of us, I learned, hey, my daughter's on. (laughs) Even as a little kid, when there was only three of us, I learned that if you were good, you got rewarded. And if you misbehaved, then you were gonna be severely punished. So I grew up to be a helper and an achiever. And so for any of you who are wondering, that's uh, an Enneagram two, wing three, the the helper achiever, that's who I am. So that help achievement cycle, that helped me a lot at home. It saved me from punishment. And it seemed it put my mom at ease, who was a teenage mom herself, and she was struggling just to raise two rambunctious boys and, and me. And so performance at that time seemed easy. Um, I did what I was told. I got straight A's. And at 12, I was cooking and cleaning and making dinner for the kids and helping them with their homework. Um, We didn't have nannies back then. I was mama's helper. Uh, My mom, in case you were wondering, she was she was working. She was trying to work hard enough to save enough money to get us out of where we were and get us into a better neighborhood. So when my sister was born, I would take her to the park and push her around in the baby carriage. And at 12, I had to explain to people that, no, she wasn't my child. So that's kind of who I was growing up. And since then, my mom has apologized profusely for feeling terrible about those times. But I tell the story now, not so people could like feel bad for me, but I just shrug it off and say, it's, it's okay. These experiences is they're what made me who I am, right? And so I never doubted my parents' love because at the time, I was always able to achieve my way out over any feeling of unloveliness. And that was until I got to middle school, right? Where, where the goody two-shoes overachiever type wasn't really well-received, at least not in my neighborhood, it wasn't. Um, that was the first time that I ever felt unworthy. I felt unworthy of having a group of girlfriends. I tried to fit in, but it didn't work. So eventually, I learned to blend in. I was kind of like a chameleon. I could work my way into being liked into in any room that I was in, basically. So I never really had a problem with self-worth again. And that was until, until I gave my heart to Jesus Isn't that ironic? I know it's so ironic. Isn't that ironic that when I came to Jesus is when I started to have an an issue with my self-worth? And I'll go into that in a minute. And it was basically the, the idea, right, that I couldn't do anything to earn my salvation. That fascinated me. It was such a liberating thought that Jesus loved me anyway, that he pursued me anyway, that he wanted me anyway. And I knew that I didn't have to to earn it. I could could almost rest, right? So that thought brought me to tears of surrender. What else could I ask for? What was next? By that point in my life, I um, had basically achieved all the goals that I had wanted. It wasn't the first, it was the the first time I really couldn't achieve my way into feeling good enough for the next thing. I was getting older and gray hair started to settle in and I struggled with the baby weight and then some and my marriage started to crumble. So what was next? And what I didn't know is that God was taking me to a new place. So, I never struggled with my self worth until God took me to a place where I could no longer achieve on my own strength. I didn't have a plan or a blueprint to follow, no order of operations or a task list that I could check off. I never struggled with that. In everything, In my life after that point and everything in my life after i met jesus i had to rely on god i had no choice to surrender because i literally didn't know what the next day would bring he since then it's been eight years so and i'm only now understanding what the gravity of that is So I would surrender in one area and God would heal it. And then I would go back to achieving that achieving way of life. But then God continues to call me higher. He continues to call me to a place where I can't achieve anymore. And I have to surrender. So I have to surrender my will, my plans, my achievements. And as Jesus prayed, Lord, let your will be done. In James 4, 6, it says, he gives grace generously. So scripture says, so it says, he gives grace generously. And so the scripture says, and it refers to Proverbs 3, verse 34, God opposes the proud, but gives grace, and some other translations say, shows favor to the humble. So you would think that in eight years, I would be a pro at this, a pro at surrender but there is something else that God has for you, for those of you who are feeling imposter syndrome, right? And so backtracking a little bit um, at that point in my life where I I said, I met Jesus, but then all of a sudden I had a a problem with my self-worth. It was really because I had done all the things that I wanted to do in life, so I had A career, a house, a husband, a beautiful daughter, everything that I said I wanted, money, everything that I said I wanted, I had. And where was I supposed to go? What was going to happen next? And that's the place where I met Jesus. That's the place where I was in my life. And that's the place where God wanted to mature me and he wanted to really take me to the next level. And that's where I'm saying that things started to unravel. And so, before, because performance equals love for me and I was always able to achieve there to get it when god took me to a place where he wanted to do something new that's when i realized wait a minute i'm not good enough or i started to feel like i don't want to say realize i started to feel like i'm not good enough i'm not a good enough parent a good enough mom a good enough wife and i don't know if any of you have ever felt that way that feeling of not being good enough. But this is what I have for you. And this is what God wanted to say to you that he revealed to me over the weekend. So um, this weekend, I was feeling imposter syndrome. So for those of you who are like imposter syndrome, what's that? Well, that's when you feel like you're just kind of faking it through life. And this past Friday, I was with a group of my mastermind sisters. If you don't know what a mastermind is, it's basically a group of women. We're in business together, and we all, we kind of joined together to talk about different things in our businesses. And so it's a group of Christian women, and um, we were going around the room and talking about uh the next steps in our business. Right. And so as we went around the, the zoom room and everybody talked about what they were going to do and everybody talked about what their next steps were, um, they got to me and I drew a blank and I fumbled my way through excuses of why I wasn't ready and why I wanted to wait. And secretly I was feeling that imposter syndrome big time. Like I was faking it and I was not worthy to be in the room with these women that I was in. Well, uh, this was, uh, I was feeling like I said, unqualified, not good enough. I felt like I didn't have the credentials enough. I felt like I didn't have the, I wasn't charismatic on camera enough. I felt that I was not enough. And guys, this was on Friday. Like today is Tuesday. (laughs) This was as, as late, as Friday. Well, the amazing things, my business goes to my mastermind sisters. They're a group of Christian women. So you know what they did is everything stopped and they said right there, no, 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 no. We're going to call out this lie. We're going to call out this lie. And they prayed for me right there in the middle of the meeting. And my homework at that point was to go and spend some time alone with Jesus. So everybody else had their homework that surrounded on their business, but my homework was to spend some time alone with Jesus on this issue. And then the next day I got the text, hey, reminder, her you're doing the IG live. And I'm like, oh, all right, God, I hear you. So I tell you that whole long story in hopes that something or any part of it might resonate with you. So that when I got to this part, the part that God revealed to me, you might believe it for yourself, that you might see that I'm not different. And hopefully it gives you hope. So the scripture God brought to my memory was second Corinthians 12 verse nine. And that is my grace is sufficient for you. My, I'm sorry. Yes. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. And I'll say it again. My grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. Guys, that means for any one of you feeling like you're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, eloquent enough, God is saying my power is made perfect in your weakness. Your weakness, my weakness. That means you're not supposed to feel enough. You're not supposed to feel like that. God has called you to be in the place you are right now for that very reason. You are enough just being you. Just by believing, just by believing him, you are called his daughter. That means, in fact, you're not just a daughter. You are a daughter of the God most high, the creator of the universe. You're not a daughter of the universe because we don't worship the creation. You are a daughter of the creator of the universe. That makes you royalty. It makes you royalty. You are called so much higher than you think. If you're not feeling enough, It's because God has a calling on your life that is bigger than what you can achieve on your own. You're not supposed to feel enough. Did you catch that? You have a calling on your life that is bigger than what you can achieve on your own. And if you're looking at the other girl, if you're looking at the other girl thinking, why does she get that? I could do that. I could do better. And no judgment because... I thought that sometimes. I think we all do, maybe in secret, right? Don't you think God knows that? Don't you think He knows? God created you. He knows better than you what your gifts are. So, who are we to question how He wants us to use our gifts? God wants us to grow in the areas of our weakness because His power is made perfect in our weakness. Don't try to deny God the glory of manifesting his power in your weakness. In Ephesians two nine, it says, Not by works so men can boast, but by his grace. And for a long time, I thought that that only applied to our salvation. But as I mature in my walk, I realized that our God is not wasteful. Our God is not wasteful and this message applies to everything in your life it applies to your calling it applies to your purpose it applies to your career your relationships your parenting not by work so men can boast but by his grace so god has made perfect in your weakness And his grace is sufficient for you. And even when you don't feel enough, especially when you don't feel enough, you're exactly in the place that you're supposed to be because God is waiting to fill you up with the rest. So I just wanted to ask, are you ready to receive that? Are you ready to receive the idea that god is here and he wants to fill you up you are not an imposter you are not what you might think you are you are a daughter of the god most high a son of the god most high of the creator of the universe and any place that you might feel your shortcomings god is there and he is going to step into the gap and he is going to fill you up and your worthiness comes from him not from other things, not from your beauty, not from the the length or the texture of your hair, or the clothes that you wear, or the labels that you wear, or the house that you have or the car that you drive, or the husband that you married. None of that. None of that determines your worth, not the boy you date. None of it. Or marry, none of it. None of it. Your worthiness. Yes, Janelle, your worthiness comes from him because his power is made perfect in our weakness. Thank you for listening to that episode. I hope it brought you some clarity, some refreshment and a sense of peace. And with that, I just want to close with a quick prayer. Lord, I just want to pray over everyone under the sound of my voice right now. I just want to pray that every person listening to me finds their self worth in you, that they recognize that they are enough. They are good enough pretty enough, smart enough, all those things because you created them and you created them perfectly. You don't make mistakes, Lord. So whatever place anyone finds themselves in right here in any moment, they are in the exact place you would have them. And if they are feeling that they are not enough, God, that you fill them up. Your grace is is sufficient your grace is sufficient because your power is made perfect in our weaknesses that is what your word says and I pray that scripture over every person today in Jesus name amen hey love thank you for listening to today's show if you found any value in today's episode it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today this is really the best way you can thank me it helps me to get the word out to other women just like you see you next week